Hello, everybody. I'm just sitting here thinking about how um, y'all wish you grew up in the 90s. Y'all wish you grew up in the 90s. Y'all wish you were a 90s kid. Gen Z wishes they were a 90s kid. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm just, I'm just really grateful (laughs) for our childhoods. Like, I know not all of us had great childhoods and some of us really bad childhoods. But you have to admit that, like, the nostalgia from the 90s and the 80s and the 2000s is just... Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Is it because it's my childhood and my upbringing <laughs> that I'm just like, you know what? It's some of the best. Like, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to be born any other time. I love that I have, like, we have, like, the most amazing, like, movies and TV shows and, um, like, all the actors and actresses and just, like, it was pretty, it's pretty iconic. A lot of people, like, you know, celebrate those times that we were growing up and that are nostalgic for us. And it's pretty wonderful. I'm pretty excited <laughs> that I have, you know, so many beautiful memories about my childhood, even though I wasn't perfect, you know, like, um, and it's crazy because, like, us millennials, um, our kind of like movie dads and TV dads all have Scorpio placements and we're the Scorpio generation, which is kind of crazy how that works. Um, from Robin Williams to Danny Tanner. <laughs> like, And it's also weird, like Steve Martin, uh, Tim um, Allen, like all of these actors were comedians and then they ended up becoming like the poster fathers of our generation and with like in all of our movies playing the father roles in the movies we watched growing up um and especially robin williams robin williams in my opinion along with uh i'm just gonna call him danny tanner (laughs) bob saget along with bob saget um you know are like the the fairy godfathers of the millennials like bob saget and robin williams like take the cake and unfortunately both of them are now on the other side but you know we got we got some we got some angel fairy godfathers now which is great (laughs) and yeah it's sad when when um i definitely definitely was still processing that bob saget passed away and, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that. And then, like, when Robin Williams died, I cried so hard. I've never cried that much for somebody that, like, an actor or something like that that I've never met. And for a very long time, I couldn't watch his movies or anything like that. Um, I still kind of struggle with anything that he's in. It's hard for me to watch it. Um, he was in a lot of, like, the formative movies of mine when I that I loved growing up that really like made a big impact on me like from what dreams may come to Patch Adams to Huck um and everything in between that he's done (laughs) you know like he was just a very very sweet person he was larger than life and unfortunately a lot of times the people that are that sweet and have that much character and are that funny it's because they suffer a lot in life and um yeah it's just it's really sad 
even like I was hearing like, you know, when he was filming Mrs. Doubtfire, which is another like, you know, classic movie from our childhoods. Um, he was he was struggling then with his mental health pretty badly uh, from what I heard. And you would have never guessed it. And it just breaks my heart. Um, but he's in a better place now. So that's wonderful. Just wanted to touch on, you know, how crazy that is how like these figures that we grow up like on tv like role modeling like the parent like a role model uh parent that movie dad that movie parent figure tends to have the the sign of that generation so i wouldn't i wouldn't trade (laughs) having robin williams and bob saget as you know our movie and tv dads um we had some great 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 um you know, movies and actors and things like that. And and commercials. I love the commercials from the 90s, especially. Like, <laughs> I sometimes just watch commercials from the 90s. I have them playing sometimes when I go to bed because there, there's something about them that are just, it's just so warm and cozy and comforting. Um, older commercials just in general tend to have that. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share that with you and shout out to all my fellow millennials um we have some beautiful you know childhood memorabilia and nostalgia um i'm just i'm just watching uh home improvement right now (laughs) i'm sitting here watching home improvement on hulu and i think it's because i never watched it like over and over again before um, until recently that it's really bringing me back to my childhood memories and like it's really relaxing um, because Full House I watched religiously over and over again for a while on Netflix when it came out on Netflix and then I watched the the new episodes Fuller House um, and yeah I watched that like all the time so having home improvement is pretty great because anything from your childhood that you didn't watch for like years on years um is definitely going to bring you back more so than anything that you watched just recently right so that's something to think about if you're wanting to kind of like tap back into a time that was more simpler have some nostalgia um have some you know remembrance of what it was like you know how simple our lives were how better mental health was um back then and all of that like it it's actually like neuro neurological rewiring so if you have like you know it, it, unless you have a very very traumatic childhood that wouldn't be the case but um but there's it's not like you, you can't reclaim those parts of this past right it's good to reclaim your childhood and make it your own um take it away from the hands of the trauma that you've experienced. Um, but just in general, when you start to expose yourself to things you used to watch and listen to from a certain time, any certain time, you start to, you know, create pathways to the way your your mind and your mindset was back then in, the, in, in some sort of way. Not in its entirety, but you'll remember where your mind was, you know, the the vibe, the atmosphere of that time, um, so on and so forth. And yeah, and you can choose to kind of bring more of that into your present life. And a part of it is just, you know, like 
inner child healing, basically, that happens when we do that, when we reconnect with our childhood and our childhood memories and things from that time period. It helps us to reconnect with our inner child and and do some inner child healing and work. It's a real thing. It's really nice. It's just fun. It's just fun, you know? When things are a little bit chaotic and hectic, it's always nice to embrace some nostalgia and uh, don't discredit it or discount it as like just oh it's just nostalgia or she's just nostalgic like I've noticed that people have been kind of like downplaying these kinds of things a little bit is it just be these things are like really important and it's I'm not just saying this because I have a fourth house moon and I'm a cancer (laughs) rising with my Mars and cancer and D9 and Saturn um, <laughs> not, not just because that or lots of moon, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so just wanted to share that with y'all, um, right now in Western astrology, as far as transits go, if we want to translate the current Western chart transits in Nakshatra, so not not making it sidereal, but tropical Western. Um, the sun is in um, the Nakshatra, the final Nakshatra of Taurus, which is Kritika. And uh, Juno is in, I think it's closing out Ardra. And Jupiter is in the beginning, like, towards the end of the first nakshatra of, uh, no, wait, hold on, no, 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 because Kritika is the first nakshatra of Taurus, and that's where Jupiter is, with, Jupiter is conjunct the current north node, and Mercury, which is in retrograde, right, and then the sun is at the last stage of Taurus, which isn't Kritika, what is it? Kritika Rohini. What's the last stage of... Oh my gosh. I just looked it up. To make sure I knew what I was talking about. Hold on. Nakshatras. Nakshatra list. Hmm. So it's Kritika, Rohini, and Mnig. This is... What? That's not how you normally spell it. I I have a hard time saying this next chapter. Migrisha, Migrishka, Migrishka. Marishka. It's Marishka. Um... We'll just put a Polish spit on it. <laughs> That's what my mind was telling me. And then I was like, no. No. And then it, it is the case. Do you ever do that? I do that a lot. I always second guess myself. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Makes me, you know, really have a strong intuition. <laughs> like everybody says, I have a really strong intuition. I do, but then I'm just like, no. That's not right. That's my fucking three line. That's like, let's explore by making bad choices and not listening to her intuition. <laughs> Y'all, six lines out there. Listen, Linda. I know you're frustrated with yourself anytime anything doesn't go right. Eventually, you're going to be a six line. You're not going to be a three line anymore. 
And you're going to be wise as fuck because of everything that you've been through that didn't work out, okay? So just take the lessons. Stop beating yourself up. You are here to learn not to be perfect. Okay, especially for y'all religious six lines and three lines out there. It's very common for, you know, religious people to be hung up on always making the right choice and being a perfect version of themselves rather than learning from anything that they're doing. It's just it, which creates a lot of stigma around anything in life. It just makes life miserable. That's why so many people that are super religious have depression. It's like, how are you not going to be depressed? How are you not going to be depressed when everything is on an edge of a knife and you always feel pressure to be your most perfect self? You know, and it's not even religious. Like anytime you start to become religious with your beliefs and you've created a duality to where you're heavily set and focused on needing to be a certain way to the point where it's it's fear-ridden and stress-ridden and all those things like you're not actually benefiting from that religious belief or that spiritual belief you are doing the opposite for yourself like exactly the opposite of that like are you joyful are you learning from your mistakes or are you always trying to numb yourself and run away from your troubles and in fear that God is going to hate you or punish you or universe is going to hate you or punish you and so on and so forth. You know, that's something to think about. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, Juno. <laughs> Juno's, yeah, Juno's in Ardra. It's like, I think, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's somewhere around Ar- Ardra. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting combination, <laughs> y'all. Y'all. Yeah, the sun is, hold on a second, we're just chilling, we're just chilling, this is casual Thursday, <laughs> Friday, <laughs> casual Friday, there you go, uh, I know what day it is, I'm not weird, um, I live a normal life like a normal human being, that's not normal at all, um, um, I lied, I don't live a normal life, um, why did I think that was a Shlesha? What is wrong with me? <laughs> what? It's not. Mars is in Ashlesha. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, yes, it is. Sorry, I'm just having arguments with myself right now. As uh, <laughs> Mars is in my rising sign of uh, Vedic astrology in Ashlesha rising in Rashi. Um, yeah, this is interesting, y'all. And it's conjunct palace in Black Moon Lilla, this conjunct palace. This is interesante. Especially since Venus is like in the middle of Cancer right now, entering into P- Pusha. Pusha. <laughs> it's really awkward saying that word. Pusha. There we go. Um... And the moon is, like, sitting between Uranus and the sun. And the north node is sitting between Mercury and Jupiter. This is a very weird. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> y'all, how y'all doing? Like, how, how are y'all doing? 
I had some like crazy anxiety last night, like just out of nowhere. I just, um, I was freaking out. I had like, it was bad. I just tried to drink a lot of water. I realized that I drink a lot of coffee, which I haven't been doing much a lot lately, which is, it's, it is very weird because coffee usually does not have a negative effect on me. Caffeine doesn't usually give me anxiety ever. It does the opposite for me, but for some reason yesterday was just so fucking weird and, um, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, but uh, thankfully I started to feel better. I put on some healing music and I started to feel instantly better. And, um, yeah, once I got into bed, I was fine. I had like some healthy foods and drank a bunch of water and, and I was okay, but that was, that was very strange. Um, there's definitely like for a lot of people, I feel like there's going to be a lot of things with, with love life and confusion, um, and or conclusion, conclusions and confusions, you know, it's like, (laughs) there's clarity, but there isn't any clarity at all at the same time, which I'm feeling that big, big time. I'm feeling that big time right now. It's very awkward. You know, Saturn like shakes things up and that's sitting with the moon and the sun um, and Mercury's in retrograde, and it's sitting with Rahu in Jupiter, and Rahu fogs things up, fogs things up, but also wants to push things forward, so in this case scenario, like, I can tell you for me right now, don't, you know, when Mercury's retrograded, it means to not push forward into your, like, don't put any forward motion into your head about anything, but to like let yourself just be led right now don't like you know i need to analyze it no you don't you don't need to analyze anything you need to like just know that you know right now you might not be completely clear but there's a part of you that is clear so trust that part of you that is clear and keep moving towards that direction that you know is right right you don't need to know the ins and outs because you're going to get caught in a spider web when you go into the ins and outs just know what you know and keep moving forward towards what you know and what is what you know is best for you and allow things to be up in the air allow things to be not concluded allow things to be concluded and not concluded in whichever way that is everything like everything aside everything aside just you know remembering mercury retrograde okay is like a time to like fall back I just sounded like, like camel toe. Um, y'all know who camel toe is, right? Yeah, I think we do. I think, I think if, if, if you know, you know who camel toe is. And I, I don't want to say I sound like her because I don't want to say, oh, no, ma'am, no. She's in a sweetie mood and so am I. <laughs> no. No. Anyway. There's going to be some interesting folks in your uh, neck of the woods in astrology. You know, it doesn't mean that you're anything like them. Um, <laughs> your whole entire chart matters. The degree of your planet matters. The aspects matter. And, you know, we're all individuals. Um, so on and so forth. So, yeah. Just a great example as to how, like, just because she's a Sweeney doesn't mean that she's, like, you know, farting glitter rainbows, you know. 
any who's a lemon streusel. Follow what you know is true. Follow what you know is true. You don't need to have like a lot of logic and reasoning behind it. This is a very intuitive time when Mercury's in retrograde. It's like more intuitive than analytical motion, especially with Mars in Cancer. In Ashlesha, which is very like Ashlesha. I'm in Ashlesha rising and I'm Mercury dominant. With my moon in the fourth house, so like there's a lot of Cancer influences here. And I can tell you also just because I'm a sixth line, which is about the cells, Ashlesha is very, very sensitive. Uh, and yeah, so there's no wonder that I was having anxiety with Mars in Ashlesha. Um, because it's something that can happen with especially moon and, and uh, mercury is anxiety and anxiety issues um, when that's being aggravated because it has to do with the nervous system when you think about the snake too it's like it's very sensitive and like um it it feels vibrations right and like those vibrations that you can feel like in your cells i'm pretty sure that a lot of people that have six lines don't only have pisces placements in vedic astrology but also have ashlesha placements in vedic astrology um yeah i wouldn't be surprised um i've i've already from what i can tell thinking back yeah i'm pretty sure i i know i can know for i know for sure that a, a couple do so, um, yeah, it is a sensitive time. It is a time where you can feel a little bit more anxious than normal, um, to whatever degree. And it also means that you're going to be very intuitive and, um, just very kind of in a K2 way clear about what the case is, right? So it's not, it's not in a sense of logic, but it's in a sense of just a knowing and moving towards that knowing in a way that you know is correct for you. Because, you know, when we're in retrograde, making any kind of huge moves is not the best time, especially when it comes to Mercury. Um, and Mercury is the ruler of Ashlesha along with the moon. And like I said, it's in retrograde and the Mars there. So Mars is there. So it's like t- slow and easy, slow and easy, intuitive, trusting instincts, trusting, trusting your vibes, like doing what feels good on like on a like cellular level, like trusting how things make you feel, moving away from things that don't make you feel right. Um... And, you know, moving forward and towards things that feel right, like on your skin, like in your skin, in your body, um, in a way that doesn't like make anything like no, no huge moves, right? No huge moves. Unless you have to make huge moves, then all that means is that you, you just take your time to make that decision. Um, you know, double check, triple check, quadruple check um papers and and documents and legal agreements and all of those things um you know like take your time leave room for error and if you can push something to to like after shadow period then that's ideal that's ideal um but overall move with the freshness move with um 
that intuition with what feels best and what is nourishing for you right now in a way that is not going to make anything too without any too huge moves basically like I keep repeating myself like don't make huge moves right now unless you have to like I just said so there's that that is going on I'm taking a break from true crime because it was just like way too much negative information like overload overdrive plus caffeine and I didn't eat like enough at all for the past couple days um so that was a whole (laughs) thing within itself too um but yeah a placements if we're not nourishing ourselves uh, we can tend to have anxiety, and but a cure for anxiety for us a lot of the time is is nourish nourishment, nourishing the body. Um, having some yogurt, um, buttermilk, kefir, um, having eggs. You know, very nourishing, wholesome foods are going to are going to feel really good if that sounds good to you and be really good for you if that sounds good to you. Anyway, this is just a really really random episode. <laughs> very very random episode 333. You are safe, baby. Don't worry. Um everything is going to become clearer and clearer and clearer as um you know, Mercury stations out of shadow, but still, you know, Rahu's there, the north node's there, so it's not going to be entirely clear. Just trust where you're being drawn to. Trust what you're being drawn to in a way that feels like whatever you're being drawn to that feels right on your skin and your body and your intuition and in your gut and your soul. That is right. That is good. That bring, that you know will bring goodness to you in some sort of way, right? So whether that means to not obsess over your ex and to focus on other things, you can pray for help with that if that's been a struggle. Because if you just went through a breakup and it's Mercury retrograde, which it is, that's going to be an issue for a lot of people, especially with this Juno shit and uh, Venus and, you know, like it's, it's going to be an issue because we got, we're in Taurus season and yeah, it's in Taurus and it's going to, yeah. You know, you're not alone, you're not crazy, you're not stupid, you're not a failure. You're just needing to, you know, process emotions and to just be in faith and to just allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling. Acknowledging what you're feeling and how you feel about this person is going to help a lot. So something that can happen during retrogrades, especially when you're cognizant of retrogrades and you're cognizant of not wanting to go back to this person... You can have a tendency of stuffing things down and making it worse, which can also cause anxiety. So don't forget to like let your feelings out some way that's healthy and productive for you. So whether that's journaling, singing, writing, um, doing anything creative that can like help you like release that energy and to like acknowledge and like behold your feelings so you can get really grounded in your body and to re- and reclaim yourself. Because something that happens when we push our feelings away is that we kind of we lose ourselves. And um, we're not as self-actualized when we're pushing away and stuffing away how we feel about any situation. Um, that's a big way of reclaiming ourselves is to establish how we feel about something. Especially also if you have, if you t- have a tendency towards imposter syndrome and people-pleasing, 
you know, you grew up around of like around a lot of narcissistic like people, not necessarily narcissists, but narcissistic like people in relationships. This could be an issue, you know, so make sure you're taking time to ask yourself how you're feeling about something and um, what are your thoughts on something and give yourself interviews, <laughs> you know, like sit yourself down and be like, how do I feel about this? And let yourself be honest um, on every situation that you'd like to ask yourself, you know, to so you can like just come back home to you and get nice and grounded and get cathartic and express how you're feeling and be honest with yourself um, is, is the biggest way and the best way we can get grounded, get centered and heal, especially during retrogrades when we really need to be checking in with ourselves and processing things and becoming a little bit more introverted or a lot more introverted, depending on what you, what it is you, your needs are. Um, you know, there's a difference between isolation and needing time to, you know, be in your own space to process, to take a break. If you're introverted, this is how we recharge when we're on our own. And if you're going through a lot, especially if you have three lines or your six line and you're going through Saturn return or you're on the roof, honey, you're going to be like, I don't want shit. I don't want to do shit. I don't want to talk to anyone. Half the time you're going to feel burnt out as fuck. And that is okay. As long as you're not doing it to harm yourself and as long as you're not overdoing it, right? Because we all need someone to talk to. We all need, um, you know, if it, it, let it be a therapist if, if not anyone else. You know, like start a podcast like me. Talk to someone, get it out and express what you're going through and let yourself like not get lost in nowhere land. You know, and know that you're not alone um, at all. If you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling like there's no grease in your wheels, if you're feeling like you cannot do this anymore, let it go. Go take care of yourself. Nourish yourself. Eat foods that are going to nourish your body as best you can. Whatever it is you're able to eat, just make sure you're eating and, um, you know, and hydrating and then moving your body in whatever way feels good. Ashlesha is belly dancing and sensuality and like kind of just like flirty and feminine. And so like a lot of people that have Ashlesha do belly dancing. Uh, Shakira is famous for that. She's in Ashlesha. Uh, Britney Spears has Ashlesha uh, rising in D10 and she's had and does tend to move in a very belly, belly dancer way without realizing it, without anyone really realizing it. And, you know, on that, that video Slay for You where she's holding that boa constrictor and she has like a belly dancer outfit on is like just the epitome of that. She was like at the height of her career when that came out. Um, like in the 2000s portion of her career too, which is, you know, the 10th chart of Vedic astrology is, you know, your chart of career and like the height of your career because it's the 10th, the 10th house is like the height of your career and the height of your life and like your legacy and stuff. Um, another thing that happens with the Shlesha is that, you know, there, there tends to be a lot of like negative gossip and hearsay and rumors that are untrue about these people. Same thing with Shivana and Brittany has both of those things, and I can relate because I also have both of those things. Um, and if you do too, 
don't be surprised that there's going to be negative gossip about you. Um, don't, don't give it the time of day. At this point, you know that people are going to be talking shit no matter what you do and say. And what matters is how you feel about yourself and what you know is right and wrong and doing that and living that and being that and knowing that anybody worth their weight in salt to be in your life is not going to listen to rumors and gossip and bad mouthing and take that on as the truth and leave you or join them or any of that. You know, this is a way where we know that not always the case, but, you know, whoever makes it through those firewalls, <laughs> they're legitimate. You know, you need someone who's intuitive, who's strong, who has a lot of character, who doesn't pay attention to gossip, uh, who has a mind of their own, who's a little bit more rebellious and um, in a good way. And yeah, and that's true because, you know, Uttarabhadrapada has Swati and Shravana has also Swati placements and Hasta placements uh, as consorts and um, Ashlesha I forgot what what's a consort for Ashlesha but I'm pretty sure it would be something along those lines because you have to be a little bit a, a consort for Ashlesha needs to be a little bit more masculine and not afraid to face the fire uh, it's like it has to be a solid, strong, masculine force that thinks for itself, that protects and allows her to be all that she can be. You know, like, it, it's just a very solid, stable energy source that allows her just to dance and be all of who she is. It protects her and, you know, is very intuitive and righteous and strong and uh, brave, basically, is the kind of guy that Ashlesha needs. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where that came from. But 34 is a number that's marrying itself right now. 34-2. 34 Wow, okay. Anyway talking about just random angel numbers being spat out at you (laughs) hopefully they mean something to you um and yeah that's enough of my rambles for tonight very random um lots of lulls but it is what it is (laughs) and i'll see you guys very soon i hope whatever i hope that whatever i said today shared that i shared with you today um, is helping you or has helped you in whatever way is in your highest divine good and i'll see you guys soon I love you.